From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. I miss those girls so much. Shout out to Shannon, Kristen, and Nikita for doing that intro for us. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 197. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who likes changing the meaning of his nickname more times than Puffy changed his names, you know, when he was relevant. He is Mike, or as we like to call him, MFG. Yeah, you know, like uh, I do miss those ladies too, but it, I was listening to it again while it was going on, and I'm like, it actually does sound like good, like eight or nine people. They did a good job of doing different voices. <laughs> Absolutely. Shout and out also, to I, and also, I keep wondering, like, how often after that, uh, after you know, we made that new announce, uh, new intro, that Ralph has to be going around going, like, oh, yeah, I'm on a podcast and I'm Ralph the Tech. Because <laughs> you know that's how he has to be saying it at this point. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any other way to say it? <laughs> all righty. Well, with all that, I am going to give you a horribly described movie. And I think actually this one's really easy. So, but Aww. nonetheless, um, doctor with an unusual diet helps woman find a man that likes expensive lotion. So find out after the quick news. I'm not going to repeat that because I'm going to wait for afterwards. So one more time, doctor with an unusual diet helps woman find a man that likes expensive lotion. It's so easy. It is so easy. It's so easy. I'm drawing a blank, but I do that all the time. So hopefully with some time, I'll be able to figure it out. And our other illustrious host is the man who has been able really easily to achieve absolute Zen without the use of weed or other substances. Which tells me he isn't married or has no kids. He is RT squared, Ralph the Tech. So the other day, as I was uh, riding my bike on this or on this uh, path in my park, I was just going around in circles endlessly, reaching a, a endorphin high of untold proportions, Ooh. and a thought occurred to me: Little Caesars paid some marketing firm a ton of money to come up with pizza pizza. <laughs> you know what, Ralph? You really got a good point there. <laughs> like, well, you can hear it in the boardroom. They had to be like, well, what are we making a product for? Pizza. Pizza? Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah, there it is. Let's wrap. <laughs> That's it. Calling it a day. There it is. Came up with that. Shots on Johnny. <laughs> you, right after that lazy person came up with that swoosh for Nike. This is the best. We actually did more work. They just kind of scribble on the piece of paper. They, yeah. That was just a pen check on a piece of paper. Yeah. It, was, it was probably just like, uh, so what's the next one? It's pizza. All right, what are we going to say about it? I don't know. It's pizza. Wait a sec. You got something you know, there? We could do we could do a, a whole show on, on overly simplified but really successful jingles and, and like um, advertisements. Because some of the stuff you're like, really? They paid somebody to figure that out? It's, you, yeah. Like like Nike, someone who was like, so what are we gonna do with Nike? I don't know, man. Just do it. Right. Oh my god, oh, there it is. We're okay. We're, we're getting to dad joke territory. You gotta be really <laughs> careful about that. And and you two are neither dads, or at least from what I know. So yeah. let's, well, let's you keep... know. Well, I mean, you always get those razor blades and all those things that are from you know they're by menin. Uh, and you're like really that, that's it. <laughs> you're right. You guys are right though. All right. So today. We're not going to be talking about advertisements. We're going to be discussing the first Marvel movie to be to be released in the theaters and on Disney Plus since the pandemic ravaged the lives of pretty much all the people in the world. But should you even risk putting on a mask to go into the theater or spending $30 at home to watch it? This episode, we will be reviewing the newest MCU movie, Black Widow. But first... MFG, also known as Mike Flipping Gorgeous. That's his name. I didn't call him that at all. It happens. <clears throat> yeah, huh? <laughs> MFG has his usual segment, and if I don't get out of his way, he'll probably have a conniption fit. Those who can spell conniption, I'm happy for you. Everybody else, let's ease Mike's anxiety and say, hey, Mike, here's your quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy. 
off and cut. Ah, here we are once again. Uh, movie sequels. You know, they're nature's way of proving that for each action, there is an equal and crappy reaction. Yes. Sure, sometimes we luck out, but mostly we suffer. For every Aliens, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and Star Wars Episode 5, there is a Karate Kid Part 2, Karate Kid Part 3, and the next Karate Kid. Wow. Yeah, that's right. You heard me Karate Kid. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So it should come as no surprise that Space Jam, A New Legacy, is performing critically and financially worse than its 1996 predecessor. The Michael Jordan vehicle earned 90 million domestically and 230 million worldwide total, while the LeBron James edition is benched at 51 million domestic and 93 million total across the globe. Uh, Looks like the prospects for Space Jam 3 and even newer legacy will be put on hold. I do. I strongly disagree with the, um, the findings of what people are saying, because number one, we're fresh out of the pandemic. People aren't running the theaters and the movie wasn't that bad. People are like comparing this movie and they're like, you know, you would swear that Space Jam 1 was Citizen Kane. <laughs> you swear you swear that like michael jordan was like de niro or somebody and scorsese was doing the movie it's not and i, and I love basketball and i love looney tunes it, it, it wasn't that hard of a formula and lebron james wasn't that bad it actually was creative what i didn't like and i don't want to get into it too much that it felt like warner brothers throwing all their properties in your face like, like there was a commercial for all their different movies. It just felt a little forced that way. But I enjoyed it. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Ah, the only person that seems to have enjoyed it. I, of course, have not seen it and have no intention of. I oh. I have seen it. Uh, I was a little bit nostalgic, thinking that it'd be like the same as the original. It was similar, but I still enjoyed it. You know? I enjoyed it, yeah. But you why know, would it be the same as the original? The whole point of a sequel is to move a story forward. Yeah, yeah. But... uh. You, now you you know what you just did, Cap. You just made me picture the whole of Citizen Kane, but <laughs> replaced with Looney Tune characters and Michael Jordan in my head. Whoa, whoa's bug. <laughs> Citizen Kane done with Looney Tune characters would be fantastic. First of all, I think we got something. <laughs> it really would be fantastic. All right, let me call my guys at Warner Brothers. We'll get oh, it done. God. Oh, shit. We still need sponsorship. What, for ours. What, the, what the Warner Brothers and Dot? Oh. <laughs> you know them too. Yeah. Those guys are a hoot, man. I, Ralph, you've got hit in the head too many times. Mike, what else you got? Is that why right. I'm birds? Yeah, <laughs> that explains a lot. Uh, for all the comic book readers out there that know Superman's a dick, get ready for his close-up. Uh... DC is continuing its animation domination with Injustice. The upcoming Warner Brothers Home Entertainment feature is based on the 2013 Injustice God Among Us comic book series that served as a prequel for the NetherRealm Studios video game of the same name. In the series, after he is tricked into killing Lois Lane and his unborn son, Superman goes rogue and places an iron grip on the world, threatening and killing heroes who don't follow his vision. This forces Batman to to gather a resistance of heroes and villains to stop him. Injustice will be directed by Rick Morales and will be released this fall on home video. Love DC. I like some of their animated stuff, but I've, oh, I mean, I, I, I remember Injustice and Mike and I first getting wind of it. Mm-hmm. And just like, I remember me, you and Sha- uh, Sean, shout out to Sean. And we were just talking about it and loving that, this idea. And oh, that first, first round of the series was amazing. You yes. Know? And the second was all right. And it's still going on. And I just kind of stopped reading it. Not because it was bad. I just kind of stopped reading. Um, but it just felt like it's like, it's still going. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But I, I, I'm afraid of what they're going to do. Not that DC animation is bad, because we know it's better than Marvel Marvel animation. Well, better, it doesn't mean it's good. We've already that, had- and, and that's my point. And that's the my killing point. joke and everything oh, else. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. right. Ralph, have, but, did you ever read any of the Injustice? Yeah, yeah. have you ever read that? I, I, I've read some of them, but I also played um, the video game that came right. out. And if you played the video game, like you don't really need to watch the movie. It's all in there. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> why, why, why? Yeah. And mind you, more? I'll be honest with you. I like the first video game better than the second one. I yeah. wish Mr. Cooper was on the show to talk about it. Shout out to Mr. Cooper. But I like the first one better than the second one. I thought the second one was, they, they tried to make it too pretty. And a lot of mm-hmm. the fun factor was gone. No, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah. But I mean, the movie's coming out, so we're still going to check it and we're, we're definitely going to review it. So. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, what else you got there, MMG? All right. Last but not least, are you a Venture Brothers fan? Of course you 100%. are. That was a question. The show rocks. Well, then you know what? Good news. Adult Swim has a Venture Brothers movie in the works. 
According to the announcement synopsis, quote, Doc's latest invention will either bankrupt the ventures or launch them to new heights. As Hank searches for himself, Dean searches for Hank, the monarch searches for answers, and a mysterious woman from their past threatens to bring their entire world crashing down on them, end quote. This is not the only animated hit getting a feature. Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Metal Metalocalypse. I hate that word. Metal Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Or something along that line. <laughs> that was hard. Uh, they have movies in the works. All three movies will be available exclusively on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital platforms for 90 days. After that window, they'll air on Adult Swim and stream on HBO Max. Uh -huh. There are no release dates available for any of the movies, but Venture Brothers is expected sometime in 2022. Oh, now, my goodness. Now, yeah, if you tell on. me there's going to be a C-Lab movie as well, oh, my God. <laughs> that would be funny. What? <laughs> oh man, that would be funny. All of those shows were great. That they that really slew were. of shows were great. Mind you, I didn't watch Adventure Brothers as you know continually, but mm -hmm. I would like drop in and watch it every once in a while. And it was funny stuff. Oh, you should. <laughs> I think it's on HBO Max. Yeah, now, it's on like HBO Max. You should. It's, it's worth watching watch it. from the beginning. It is just. It's a ride. Especially the first year is still. I mean, the the, the the show was still good, but like that first year was amazing. You know, it just it just really tapped into all of the, all the right notes of everything they were trying to hit. I gotta check it out because I keep yeah. hearing it's so good, and especially as a Rick and Morty fan. Yeah. Right. I know that it's in the same cut, the same kind of humor, more or less. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's just for if you, if you, anyone that watched the old TV cartoons, adventure series was definitely gonna love it. But even if not, it's just, it's just funny, even without knowing what it's referencing. Right. Where all the stuff it's referencing, you know. Right. Cool, I, cool. I like the that, part when they, uh, when they did their like space oddity. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, call, yes. call, call back to it. Yeah. Ground control to Major Tom. Tell my <laughs> wife I love her. She knows. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> uh, they, that was just, they, they have so many great parodies. Uh, it's 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 a show that is a delight. One hundred percent. One of I'm my favorite one out. is when uh, when Brock's license to kill is expired, and he can't kill anybody, <laughs> and then he goes to like this whole adventure, and at the end he finally gets it renewed and he's able to kill people. That Swedish murder machine. Yeah. <laughs> As he so aptly described. Oh boy. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Boy, Mike, that's all your quick news? That is it. But repeat your horribly named or horribly described movie again. I mean, this horribly described movie. This horribly described movie is spoon feeding it to you. It really is. Doctor with an unusual diet helps woman find a man that likes expensive lotion. Silence of the lambs. Took me what a second. Wow. Took I me know. a second. I don't know why exactly. it took you so long. Silence of the Lamb there. Come you know on because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't look at Silence of the Lambs as horror. I look at it as, as like suspense. So like I was I was thinking like, well, these aren't all horror movies, but yes. Yeah, but usually you lean towards horror. You Definitely. lean to, you know, so I'm like, okay, so I don't think horror. And then when I said, okay, Doctor with Unusual Diet, it took me long enough. I mean, but part of it is I don't want Ralph to take a lead on me. We got to do a tally and find out what's the score. What's <laughs> our intern doing? It doesn't matter, man. Nothing. I'm still winning anyway. It's, it's, it doesn't, I'm like miles ahead. It's okay. See, wow. now Mike's got to step up his game and make it harder. See, Mike's easy. He's like, I want to make the guys look good. But now yeah. he's got to step it up and like really like and, and, up a little bit. And let's tell you to this, the podcast audience, it is not easy to make any of these guys look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why we're audio. <laughs> Especially me, I require... the FCC wouldn't even allow us a video. Yeah. I, I require at least twelve hours of prep beforehand in order to start the makeup to make me presentable. He just requires twelve hours of prep before they decide to give up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's all the quick news. Um, Ralphie, any quick news? Uh, let me rack my brain here. Getting uh, take ding, no ding. time at all. Nope. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I mean, it's not necessarily a quick news. I guess I'll call it a quick reaction. Okay. Holy smokes, the um, the the coming attractions for um, Titans. I can't wait. I haven't seen the coming attractions. Oh. I'm looking forward to it though. It's August 12th is its start date. So. That's right. There's a couple of things that are coming out. I'm like, wow. Well, like, what Star if it's coming up around there? Star Girl's coming out the 10th. Oh, what if? Okay. Yeah, Star Girl's on CW is coming out the 10th. Nice. Oh. Uh, so it's a lot of things. I think yeah, I think we're gonna have to up our up our production value of you know producing more per month because holy smokes, we're getting slammed with all these things. And the yes. flash just finished too. And yeah, they, no. They, well, I, I didn't get to see it though. I they get to introduced see it. impulse. Yes, unfortunately. Oh. 
I mean, he, I mean, they did a fine job for it, but you know, if you don't Ralph, know about like, this, like, come on, if you don't know about this at this point, then you're just living on the rock, my friend. Uh, but that's hello. just been all over social media. Uh, I haven't seen it once, and I'm on social media, so you're I just, don't know. You listen, uh, you got to get onto the the real stuff. No more uh, grandpa Facebook, you know. See, I don't uh, find out any of these things ahead of time. I'm on anti-social media, <laughs> <laughs> and if and it suits me just fine. Fuck you all. Once again, the dad jokes are running rampant, but let's calm that down for a little bit and let's get to why we're here. So, wow, I feel so much more comfortable with the mic in front of me instead of being, you know, um, <laughs> on my headset mic. It's so weird. So, um, <laughs> so what you're saying is that you're more comfortable with that big thing in front of your mouth. All right. Wow. We took it there. And you gave it, you self-congratulatory congratulatory F. I can't even say it. All right. Here's what you're Let's, trying to say. Fuck you. There, you there we go. When I used to curse. Absolutely. Um, but let's discuss the movie that was supposed to come out in 2020. But then with a little annoying delay called the global pandemic, it caused just a couple of setbacks. But it's finally released. And let's, let's talk about it. Marvel Studios Black Widow. And with a synopsis is the man that can't be stopped. Mike, or as we like to call him, MFG. All righty, back to me. Isn't that surprising? Like a boomerang, right. a bad yeah. one. <laughs> All right, quick quiz. Black Widow is the what number film? 25th. What do you say, Ralph? Uh, that number. It is the 24th film in the ever-growing BMF known as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was Spider-Man right. Doesn't count. That, no, Spider-Man doesn't count, that's why. Uh, the film is a long-awaited adventure and backstory for the only founding female Avenger in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MC, I'm sorry, the movie is based on the character Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, who was created by Stan Lee, Don Rico, and Don Heck in Tales of Suspense number 52 way back in April of 1964. The character was introduced as a Russian spy antagonist to Iron Man, uh, and she wore a slinky purple dress, a Corella de Vil fur coat, and a pillbox hat with a veil. Yeah, we've come a long way from that. Uh, The MCU film was directed by Kate Shortland from a screenplay by Eric Pearson. The film had an estimated 200 million budget with an unfinished theatrical run of 154 million domestic and 160 million international. Uh, The Black Widow has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 81% with audience at 92% and a Metacritic score of 67 out of 100 with an audience of 63 out of 100. I swear to God, we we have to start calling um, Metacritic wet blanket. (laughs) <laughs> they're just they're just meta haters. They are. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get some synopsis going on here. Let's go. When the world is in danger and time is of the essence, you need a super spy that can quickly zip into a change of clothing without worrying about snagging his penis. You need Natasha Romanoff. Now, don't be confused by her code name. She's white, never married, doesn't have eight legs or spider powers, but she is the Black Widow. The MCU's baddest redhead is on a mission to save her brainwashed sisterhood of widows from the clutches of a Soviet control freak. To bring down the highly misogynistic Red Room, Natasha will be joined by her not little sister, not her mother, and not her father in an adventure that proves family has your back even when it doesn't have your blood. Plus, you know, Russians are bad and we have to kick their asses. Uh, With a script that blows the Bechdel test out of the water, Black Widow is sisters helping sisters without tearing down the patriarchy. All righty. It's starring Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova as, well, the Black Widow, um, <laughs> Rachel Weisz as Melina Vostokov as, well, the Black Widow, uh, David Harbour as Alexei um, Shostakov, Red Guardian, Olga Korolenko as Antonia Drakov, aka Taskmaster, William Hurt as Thaddeus Ross, Ray Winstone as Drakov, and O.T. Fagbenel, uh, sorry, Fagbenli as Rick Mason. All right, so let's get into it. The highly anticipated Black Widow. But before we even talk about anything, good, bad, or in between, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Oh, man, it sounds so much better now that I have this computer. And that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Uh, Rocky, you got the uh, Stush? Yes, Bullwinkle, I got the Stush. Sisters are Stushing it for themselves. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Uh, a bad Bullwinkle impersonation and bad singing. We were really starting off great for this review. <laughs> no, no, no. It was just a Russian impersonation of two guys named Rocky and Bullwinkle. Gosh, whatever. Anyway, all right, let's get into it. Black Widow. Um, and the interesting part about this, and I know people always talk about, you know, that out of all the original Avengers, you know, um, you know, she was the last one to have an original movie. And obviously, really? Hawk, well, you know, <laughs> well, but you know, because Hawk, series. Hawk is getting a series, you know. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, she's not the only one. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, who? Nobody really likes Hawkeye. <laughs> what are you about? I love Hawkeye. Right, yeah. and Mike loves Hawkeye too. That's an old joke between Mike and I. Yeah. <laughs> Mike loves Hawkeye as much as he loves Damian Wayne. Mike loves Hawkeye as, as much as he loves other archers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which, <laughs> and that is zero for the audience who's like, does Mike like archers? No, he doesn't. Nope. In real but, life, yes. In comics and cartoons for superheroes, nope. Mike made sure to clarify that just in case we run into any archers. What'd you say about archers? No, I'm talking about comic books. <laughs> okay, so almost every, like we said, every Avenger, every original Avenger, had a solo film. Finally, Black Widow gets to shine. Does the movie live up to um, the same kind of stature as the other Avengers solo films? What do you guys think? Um, for me, definitely. It's uh, it's up there uh, as a caliber of um, the Captain America Winter Soldier uh, in the fact that what I enjoy about it is that Obviously, it's a superhero character, but there's very little superpowerness in it. It's much more of a, an espionage type film. And it, and thankfully, because it plays to the strengths of the character, just like Captain America, even though he has super strength and whatnot, it's it would be boring just to watch him doing super strength feats. You need you need a story that works with his uh, ability to to blend in or, you know, when he's not in costume, anyhow, <laughs> and, and get around to getting business done. All right. Ralphie Boyd. I have to agree with Mike. It was, it was just very enjoyable. I, I almost felt like I was, uh, it was very reminiscent of, uh, of Winter Soldier. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, for a moment, I thought they had brought uh, Ed Brubaker into like write the script or something. You know, I was like, oh, wow. Oh, it's like, it was really good. Um, Shout out to Ed Brubaker. And, and I enjoyed it quite a lot, especially when, uh, um, when you have the moments with, uh, with Natasha and Elena together. That is just so much fun. When they were just they were a good couple. When when they were just driving in the car, talking about her vest, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny." But also, did you notice that vest is what it's she has on? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it was, it was really great that they even took the time to look at the movie and for and something that's so unimportant to just be like, "Huh, ah, let's just bring that vest over here for no reason at all, just to make the movies relate." The, you know, there right. was there was something I saw that was like this whole movie was just created in order to explain how. Uh, Natasha Romanoff got the vest that she wore in Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, and to, and why she dyed her hair? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. I'll I'll say this. Um, I really enjoyed the movie, and it's kind of what you guys are talking about. The one thing that the Marvel does well is that, um, for most of their movies, they can make their movies pretty much self-contained. You're not gonna have mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy do some things that are not very galactic esque, if that's a word. Or you know, um, like we talk about, like Mike said, Captain America doing things that are, that don't include him being, you know, super strong or dealing with that. You know, he deals with patriotism, deals with espionage. You know, you 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 um pat you 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 pattern your movie to the character's strengths. Right. And it's just you know, again, they did it, and I, I'm glad they did it with Black Widow because they could have easily tried to go another way with it. They could have yeah. easily tried to be like, well, she's going to be like the Wonder Woman, even though Captain Marvel came first. Um, you know, she's going to be the, the Wonder Woman of our franchise. And we're going to, you know, they just stayed in their lane and it came out well, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, what do we like about this movie best? What was about what were the things about this movie for you that worked really well? Now, I, I hear you guys talking about the relationship between um, Natasha Romanoff and Yelena. I'm hearing, you know, um, story structure. What else are some things that are like, okay, this is why it worked. This is why this movie works so well. Um, I thought the one of the best parts uh, uh, about the movie is the pacing. It's, it's you know, it, it keeps moving. You know, there's not that many yes. lulls. Um, even the part where they're having their, like, quote-unquote family dinner on the farm even that moves pretty quickly, you know. What are you talking about in the beginning or later? At, at, no, at the later, later, la later when they meet on. up as adults. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So even that scene, you would think, oh, you know, it's 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 a family moment. And right. They're probably gonna linger on this. No, they they move 
pretty quickly on that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I enjoyed the pacing. And, and the movie's like almost two hours long, right? So it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of flies really quickly just because you're just enjoying every moment, you know? No, exactly. I agree. Um, it's actually over two hours long. Oh, but um, look at yeah. that. I yeah, it was it's shorter because I just yeah, moved back. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's two hours and 14 minutes long, oddly enough. Um, it's, I enjoyed a lot, definitely what Ralph was saying. The pacing was really good. Like, it, in, in fact, it wasn't until around that time, like basically by the time the whole family finally gets together is when the movie takes like a good, whew, you know, like a little there. breath there. Um, and it and it felt good, you know, because you know too much action also can just ruin a movie too. Um, I thought the pacing was really good. I enjoyed most of the characters. I mean, I enjoyed all the characters in general. I thought like they tried to push the humor a little bit much with the Red Guardian at times, but all in all, I still think they handled him well. I really did like uh, the sisters. Once you got used to Yelena, uh, Yelena and Natasha's, um, you know, buddy cop type relationship. And you know, big sister's little sister relationship. Then it kind of worked a little bit smoother. I think it was like maybe a rough couple of minutes, just because you weren't used to how the characters were going to work together. But then I, I loved it immediately. But also, what I really, really enjoyed, and uh, funny that Cap brought up Wonder Woman uh, as a you know pseudo comparison, is that it really is a female empowerment movie without it, uh, you know, kicking the balls of every guy just to make a point. It's, you know, like they're, they, at no point is a man defining their actions. I mean, yes, the villain is a man, but it's not their, it's not to get rid of this man is not their only movement. They're not doing anything for a man. They're not talking about love and relationships. It's, you know, it's just them. We have a mission. We have things other than men to talk about, you know? Right. And I like that a lot. Um, Whereas Wonder Woman, I mean, it's just, it's her backstory. It fails that way. You know, her motivation is Steve Trevor for everything she does. And 1984 heightened it to the worst degree, you know, that she's still mourning him. Um, I really enjoyed that that there was none of that in the Black Widow. There was no, there didn't even come up the conversation of like, so, you know, you dating Captain America? Like, even in, even, I mean, you would almost imagine a sister would joke with you that way. And it wasn't even that. And I really appreciated that in the movie. Yeah, it's one of those things that, um, they had they, they didn't have like kind of to mike's point there didn't have to be a love interest right and, and usually like even in captain america winter soldier there was a they, they, there was a slight hinting of either him with sharon carter or or um captain america with um natasha romanoff oddly right. enough right. but in this they, it, and, and it wasn't even like um you know um, any kind of romantic, you know, romantic no. thing, you know, even well, it, the, the slight pa- part is with the um, with um, tinkerers. I, I don't, I don't want to give it away, but tinker with with Rick Mason. I mean, Mason. it's not romance per se, but like you know, he likes her, and she yeah. evidently doesn't mind him. Let's just put it that way. Well, she shot down was like, yeah, you know, you're a really good friend. I was like, oh, I guess yeah. Death. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it, it didn't really have to rely on you know over sexualization. Didn't have yeah. to re- rely on a lot of those those things that um a lot of times when you watch a movie with a with a female lead them saying oh yeah man wrote this <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean that's another thing too when you talk about the sexualization i you know i appreciated that you know and i guess because again it didn't involve around men it's like yes i mean she's still in a suit that's tighter fitting and she looks great in it but they didn't have her bust out she wasn't like oh i'm just happy to be changing my outfit on camera like you know it just it was just i'm here to do the work of a superhero you know and I really just enjoyed that. Right, right. And um, I enjoyed the story too. I, I thought the story for the most part was good. It wasn't the, 100% the most engaging story I've run across, but I thought all in all, it was good. All right. Um, now my question is what, what are some of the things that you felt that could have prevented this movie from being better? Because I mean, there's a lot of people who love this movie and, and I'm, I'm definitely somebody that really thought this movie was really good and a lot better than we thought it was, we thought it was gonna be. Because we know how Marvel has treated Black Widow in the past, you know, or in the movies, you know. I, I mean, I remember the whole the whole controversy with the with the motorcycle and and the shield. Remember that the toy? Yeah. Oh yeah. So we know that, that. I mean, and then they killed her off, and they killed her off. So you know, we all know how some people feel about the way Marvel treats, you know, Black Widow. So it was good to see that the movie was really good. But what are some things that could have made it better? Uh, and then. Their handling of the Taskmaster, it just, that was not good. And it's not about the fact that it's, it should have been a man. It's, it's just, it was just weak, you know, like they, you know, again, Marvel has this problem with, with its villains. And even though that's technically not the main villain, you know, um, I, I just thought that that, 
is where the weakness lied. Uh, you know, I mean, fight scenes were, were decent with the Taskmaster. I mean, actually very good with the Taskmaster. Um, I mean, the one with, uh, with uh, Natasha and Yelena in the apartment, though, was phenomenal. Um, yeah. That was like very Jason Bourne phenomenal. Yes. Um, but uh, Taskmaster fights were fine. It's just that the whole idea of the Taskmaster is the, you know, Drakov's daughter and... You're like, well, she's not a mutant because still so far mutants don't exist. Mm -hmm. So you have to make a lot of assumptions that like she has some computer chip in her neck. Is that what's allowing her to, you know, learn these fight moves? I mean, again, we make these assumptions, but all they had to do was say that. They've kind of alluded to it because it's, you see a lot of the, the, the information she gets is from is on the monitor. So they're trying to I believe from what they were trying to say, what I saw is the computer does the work not her well and that well that's my whole point that we don't know that's, that's what i'm saying like is she getting the information into her brain like in other words is it getting logged right into like her her memory cortex and her reflex cortex or is it it's, it was obviously not the suit but like you know what is it we don't know and and it's not they didn't have to give us a scientific explanation they should just let us know how it's working also right. the fact that like the taskmaster is under the control of Drakov. okay well you would assume it's the chip but no she was also under pheromone control why? It seems redundant. Chemical, it doesn't chemical. really make sense, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it, it's, 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 it was things like that. So I just thought that that brought that down. And also we finally got the backstory uh, of, you know, of, of the mission that uh, she and Hawkeye are always talking about. Oh, uh, Budapest, oh, Budapest. Yeah, Budapest, exactly, you know, or Budapest. And um, I, you know, it was, it was interesting that the way they went, but right away when they told the backstory, that to me told everything you need to know about Taskmaster. Because like, like I, I was saying to someone before, I was like, well, when Taskmaster actually fought Natasha on the bridge, not talking about duplicating her fight mood, when just the way the Taskmaster moved in general, I was like, okay, that's a woman. So I wasn't surprised that it was a woman. That that was right there within five minutes, you know? It wasn't, when, when they had the Black Widow kill a girl, you know, quote unquote, kill a girl willingly, to get her position, you know, out of the Russian government and into the Avengers, I'm like, oh well, there's no way in the world they're going to let the hero have actually intentionally killed a girl. So the Taskmaster also must be that girl. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it I was just a one on one. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's funny. I'm watching the movie and I thought, I wonder when Mike realized that that Taskmaster was the daughter of this guy. Well, there was no reason to realize because you didn't know he had a daughter until they announced he had a daughter. And once they announced that, it was that she killed his daughter. I was like, oh well, then now we know exactly who it is. Right. <laughs> you know. Okay. Ralphie, what about you? What What are some things that you feel like, or a thing that you feel like could have made the movie better or could have stepped it up a bit? An accent coach. Ah, that bothered you too. It was just funny that they're all playing Russians and none of them have uh, an actual Russian accent. And, and the only person who would have a, uh, a Russian accent is mute. Because the, the oh. actress who plays Taskmaster is actually from East, Eastern Europe. She would probably have a good accent, but probably. No. She didn't yeah. have one line in the whole movie. No, she did. At the end. At the very, very end. Whispery. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. But uh, no, it was funny. I mean, I mean, their their accents for me were just very typical. Americans are doing Russian accent. You're like, okay, I'm, we're good. We know where we are. My thing is, <laughs> is they'll come falling in and out of it, and it wasn't. It wasn't even yeah. like they were trying. That's what bothered me. It was like you guys weren't even trying. Well, you know, don't. But in their defense, they spent a lot of time in America, so you know they they fall into it. I mean, Natasha, it goes without saying, she would not have an accent. Yeah, but she's, even the, she's going away. I get rid of it. You know, even the main bad guy, the main bad yeah. guy. Oh yeah, he he that was coming was... in out of his Russian accent. I'm like, this is no, horrible. No, no. He he didn't have a Russian accent at all. He watched a lot of American Family and, and Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, give the guy a break for God's sake. No, okay. no, I mean, no, you're absolutely right. No, the, the, the accents were funny. But like I said, it's just, this is one of those things I'm like, yeah, this is just Americans doing <laughs> Russian accent when they want to. Right, yeah. <laughs> that, that definitely bothered me as well. I mean, the, the accent falling in and out kind of bothered me. Um, but I mean, that, there wasn't much really that bothered me. Um, let's go back to something that, you know, is positive about the movie. Um, Yelena Belova. Do we feel like there's a part of it that she stole the show? Or do you think they gave her the right amount of screen time? A lot of people have said, you know, that it seems like that she kind of shined more than um, more than Scarlett Johansson. Um, oh, go ahead, bro. So uh, she was, she, she did take the spotlight at times. And she was uh, pretty, uh, 
she had like a, a lot of good scenes and she was one of the funniest things is when she's talking to uh to Natasha and she's like why you always do the, that pose thing you're such a that poser was so great. and then when she comes down of the vent and she does the pose and she like wiggles out and she's like oh like oh my god yeah. like what am i doing <laughs> well, i love i love what she's i love what she's in the 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 uh the 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 what copter plane kind of thing that yeah. they're in and they're trying to break out um Alexi and and uh Scarlett Johansson you know lands on that catwalk with her famous pose yeah. and you just yeah. see her like roll such her eyes crazy. like like the lady just rolls her eyes she's like ah <laughs> but I mean it's just such a great book because how many years have you guys heard me ripping on that yeah. not just with her for anybody I'm like it's old it's done it's stupid who are you doing this pose for right <laughs> because it puts you in immediately uncomfortable dangerous position your head is tilted down and you have to flip it back which means your vision is not secure and you're under attack that is the worst pose for you <laughs> but it was, it was just funny how like they uh they called back to it like mm -hmm. multiple times you know it's like, yeah oh. but the question is do you feel like that that, that yelena stole the show no no she didn't steal the show but she was she was a, a bright star shining mm -hmm. alongside uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't say she stole the show, but I mean, it's well. I mean, let's face it. Natasha is dead. I mean, you know, and it it felt like just what it is. It's a handoff movie. It is when you see this new girl who doesn't even have to take the name. She already is a Black Widow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, when she is suddenly Black Widow, you now know why, and not just that you know why. It's you know, like because the thing is, I've seen movies nothing of major value but no, no major movies but where they've done that handoff but they still feature so heavily on the former or the original star to the point that you're just like by the time the other person gets their own shine in their movie you're kind of like mm, i don't know if i like you yet here they're well, they're saying like hey you like her because we're we're giving you enough shine i mean it's it's scarlet's movie she is definitely the badass but she's not again she's not going to be overshadowing, you know, the other, like you can't have Yelena like, I don't know how to fight. And then suddenly she's Black Widow in the Avengers movie. <laughs> you know, right. you, you just can't have that happen. Um, so I think it was a decent amount of like passing the spotlight, I think back. I wouldn't okay. even say that. I won't even say it was co-spotlights. I think they passed it back and forth with a little bit maybe on Yelena a little longer at times because again, she's the replacement. Right. Um, let, let, let's kind of focus on the rest of, of her um, family, not family. With Red Guardian and um, what was the matriarch's name? Um, Melina. Melina. Um, did, how, what were your thoughts about about the, um, those two and the way they all acted together? Was it even believable? Was it believable that that um, they would that after all this time that Natasha hasn't seen, you know, Melina and, and Red Guardian, and then just trust them? I I can deal with the trust because you know they're in the spy game. You know you have to on the fly, decide if you can trust, not trust, or wink, wink, trust anybody in your circle. I'll give that part. Cause you, you know, if, as long as they seem to be working towards a common goal, I trust you, but at the same time, I also know you probably could stab me in the back. So I'm, I keep a little eye on you. I had a little problem with the fallback immediately into the whole family routine. Yes. Because, yes. because again, it wasn't like, oh my God, you know, they all lived together for 18 years. And, and they haven't seen each other in, even if they hadn't seen each other in 10 years. It's like you only, I think they said it was like, what, three years? Because it, mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't even like Elena was their actual child. It's like, I think they said they were together for three years. To have that kind of relationship, once they get back together, it felt a little forced. And then and when I watched it, sometimes it was a little cringy. That's why I even said like a little of the humor they try to throw in with the family stuff, maybe a little cringe at times. You know, I, I thought it was a bit okay. forced. All right, Ralphie? Um, what was the question? Um, how do we feel about Red Guardian and Melina? Um, you know, being added, and was it believable that you know that that Natasha, aka Black Widow, and Yelena could join forces and, and kind of you know forge forward as a family or a trusting unit? Um, yeah, it was it. I, you did have to like suspend your disbelief for a little bit because you would think there'd be a little bit more. Um, like there'd be like less trust between them, right? Like I understand their goals are aligned. Uh, with with Alexi, I, I could understand the he just wants revenge for being um left on the sidelines like he was, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And with Milena, 
I could also understand that because she regrets what she's done. But she didn't really show regret. Like, you don't really... You don't really see that too much. Well, I don't think she has anything to really regret, per se. You know? Yeah. It's not like she... I mean, granted, we don't know who she's killed, but it's not like we saw her out there murdering children or something like that. I mean, you know, she's still... She's still a murderous spy, and so is Natasha, you know? She she did uh, unlock the way for the the guy to control hundreds of little girls and turn them into weapons. Right. That's what I'm saying, but like I don't. But that's not. I mean, that's not a regret. That's a positive thing. I mean, the most she regrets is probably killing the the older widow. Uh, yeah. In order, you know, because, but then again, she was also out of not in her own control. So you know, but it, I mean, there were there were lapses in that part. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I felt like that as well. I mean, well, I thought the Melina though switchover was right fast. Like I was actually yes, kind of expecting yes. her to stab them stab them in the back at some point, because she was just like. Ah, I'm doing this for them. Okay, I'm not. You're like, what? <laughs> okay, that, that was quick. Because um, also, I mean, she is a bad, her actual character is a bad guy. Uh, Melina Vostokov, uh, Vostokova is uh, Iron Maiden, who's a mercenary that hates the Black Widow. Oh, that's right. That is yeah. Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So it was very interesting, too. So that's why also I was like, okay, is she going to turn against them at some point? Because She's and his, even like her demeanor, like Rachel Weiss was, you know, she kind of did the stoic thing, which I wasn't a fan of um, at times. And so I'm like, OK, she's doing the stoic thing. Does that mean she's going to turn on them? What's happening? You know, right. So is she called Iron Maiden because she has a prickly personality or because she rocks? Um, I think she just used to be a band member. Oh, my goodness. I never seen Rob. Rob, you just threw an alley-oop to yourself. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I'm just Joke that for good. me. Don't mind if I do. I am just that good. Yeah, setting yourself up. That's horrible. Um, Let me ask you this, because Mike kind of touched on it before, and you guys, we've been talking about it for a little bit. Um, Was the villain, I mean, because the villain was Taskmaster, and it was um, Drakeoff. How do we feel about this villain and his plan? And I mean, because, you know, him setting up the the widows to kind of, you know, do his bidding and blah, blah, blah. How do we feel about this villain in combination with Taskmaster? I mean, I thought it was better-ish than some of the things we've had. I mean, his plan was very 80s Cold War-ish. You know, all these are sleeper agents. Um, when they're not really sleeper agents, they're all agents, but he hasn't been like positions of power, ready to strike at any moment. Um, you know, so there's the big red scare is happening all over again. Um, you know, again, I mean, it just, it felt very Bond villainy uh, in many ways. Um, Todd was fine with him. I mean, you know, it, it, like I said, he didn't have a, a huge place. You know, he's, he's definitely not going to go down in the top 10 of, of Marvel's best villains, you know. But he also wasn't the weakest. Because, I mean, again, he wasn't outside of his plot. Like, it wasn't like, I have these widows, and I'm going to take their blood, which makes a serum, and then with that, I can control land. You know, they didn't go crazy. <laughs> they're just like, I've just got these agents that obey me, and they're willing to take down, like, you know, societies as I place them in there you know i mean so in that i it worked you know but again it wasn't like a a landslide villain okay probably what was the question what the oh hell are you gosh. not listening to us it's only three of us <laughs> i try not to uh pay too much attention oh no i'm asking you, you what, what do you think about the villain what do you think about Drakeoff and taskmaster you know um especially with this and uh, marvel's reputation of creating or not creating really good villains so, I don't know. Drakeoff kind of felt like like they they tried to make him like if he was like the boogeyman or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And as, especially with his uh, uh massive stank power, you know, that oh, was very weird. The, that, the was just, that was a weird like yeah. The, the pheromone thing was a very weird. It felt like someone threw that in like, well, why did she just beat him up? Ah, we've got a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, like. Like, Cause you only see him at the mostly at the very end, mm-hmm. so he, he doesn't really have much of a presence. And then even uh, the the parts where he's actually uh, there, he, he doesn't really make much of an imprint. If you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, and, and the fact that we talked about you know Taskmaster, you know, um, they could have been could have been used a little bit more efficiently. Um, I like the fact that they try to base it into more real, you know, um, you know, real life, uh, grounded, not real life, grounded, 
you know, like um, somebody who has photographic memory, who can, you know, that's what the comic book origin of Taskmaster is. Photographic memory as a power. That's something that, you know, when you're well, making- It's not photographic memory. He has uh, photographic reflexes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, photographic reflex, excuse me. Yeah. But still, it's something that's like, what? I mean, you know, as a grounded, you know, hero or villain, just doesn't come off really well. So the computer, I kind of liked, you know, the fact that they, they try to modernize and try to make mm-hmm. it more grounded. But I mean, I also like Taskmaster as Taskmaster. So the fact that they kind of changed it all together, it's like, uh-huh. Right, yeah. A little disappointed, no, but that's just the geek in me. And how were we with the um, with the, with the um, the fortress base needing to be taken down trope? How are we with that? How many times have we seen that? You Again, that? very James Bondish, and and the cloud camouflaging, and the, ca- and the oh, yeah right. No one sees it in the sky because it's cloudy. <laughs> I'm like our radar must suck. Everyone's radar must suck. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, again, it was just it's just as real as the shield helicarrier that no one ever notices in the sky as well. So <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. that's because due to, uh, you know, they actually have active camouflaging with the, well, they have a cloaking device, but I mean, it's still just as, you know, you're like, we have a cloaking device. Okay. That's great. So when planes and helicopters are just flying because they don't know you're there because you're a secret, how do yeah. they not hit you? <laughs> because you can't go, Hey, 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 I'm right here. So, chill, <laughs> chill, move left. So what what happens is uh, Shield has. Oh wait, I forgot to do something. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. I thought we were gonna go without an episode with yeah, this. He better have an explanation. He better not be off the cuff. So Shield has uh, people in every uh, FAA station in the world, and they divert planes' flight paths so that they don't bump into the helicarrier. That's, that's that it. wait that, that that's it that's that, it. that's your explanation that's it that's i mean you every plane has to chart a flight path so if you tell the people all right no just you know go this way you go that way you go this way you go that way you avoid the helicarrier ever being spotted and this has been ralph explains it all you're welcome i then I wonder why we don't win podcast awards. Yeah, that might do. Did you want a crazy answer? <laughs> All right. So the reason why is no, because, no, 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 no. Well, the answer was crazy enough, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it so it's more plausible. It is more plausible. That definitely works a little bit. Um, now, I mean, uh, the the ending was. I mean, I, I enjoyed the ending. It, it definitely had a lot of rockets and explosions and all this stuff and sealed everything up very nicely. What do we think about the mid the mid credit scene? Um, I mean, it's nothing that you, you you know, you had to be like, I'm going to sit here for it. I mean, I did sit here for it, but I was like, oh, I hope there's another one. Oh, there's not. <laughs> um, I mean, it was fine. It's just a way to move it forward. It's also a way for us to to say, because remember, like, it's been now, you figure by the time we get going, it'll probably be a good year-ish since uh, Natasha's been dead and stuff like that. Um, you know, because I think, like, I think they said that... Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier was like three months or five months. I forget what it was, the timeline. So it's not right. forever since, you know. Uh, so we need to have a reason why Yelena is in any of the movie. Right. You know. Um, what about you, Ralph? I feel that scene would have made more of an impact had the movie come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that's what they said it was supposed to be. Well, it was, it was supposed, supposed to. to. Yeah, it was supposed <laughs> to. So that's why, that's why you know, the, the impact was kind of muted. There's a part of me, and I know Mike's going to say it's bad writing. Ralph might, might, might agree with me, but I don't know. Um, there's a part of me. I don't agree. We'll see. That's great but, writing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there was a part of me that that wanted, um, at the end of the movie, before the the, 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 um, the mid-credit scene, to find out that Yelena had been disguising herself as Black Widow all this time so that we end up figuring out that she died on Vormir and that Black Widow was somehow like in stasis, kind of like Black, like Dark Phoenix, and 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 what happened to Jean Grey? <laughs> I said writing bad writing. Not. Oh my God! I I would toss you out of the writing room window. I've heard of a couple <laughs> of other people feel the same way. I'm like, okay, so I'm not too crazy. I know it's bad writing. I know it's horrible, and oh I know the story yeah. leaves people dead. I get it, but I guess I like you know I, I like Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. I was hoping like you know maybe there was a sacrifice made. I don't know. I, 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 I really enjoyed the movie and I really was hoping like, oh man, so we got all this stuff and now she's just dead. And so that's it. 
more likely what, what what could possibly happen is due to the events in Loki, you could see somehow them bringing Scarlett Johansson jo- uh, back, Scarlett Johansson back with some sort of multiverse thing. That's what most well, likely could happen. That's definitely, that's definitely, um, but, but also, these people aren't getting, they're not comic book people, you know, they're not getting younger. Yeah. <laughs> at that's some true. point, no, that's true. Yeah, at some point, all these actors have to go, like, I'm a little bit too old to be believably jumping around, you know, like, <laughs> except for Hugh Jackman, he can still play Wolverine. Let's go. Well, because Wolverine has a feisty old, I mean, he's just got that, like, it's hard to kill me, you know, yeah. everyone else is like, I'm just a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny if you watch Black Widow and you watch it in comparison to Iron Man or Avengers One, you're like, "Wow, this was what happened between Civil War and, and, and Infinity War." Wow, she mm-hmm. looked kind of old. <laughs> and that's not a knock on Scarlett. I, I, I was great. older then, <laughs> you know. Right? I was really depressed. I was really <laughs> yeah. depressed. Um, no yeah, matter well, how not... old ScarJo gets, she's still beautiful. Oh, she, I mean, she's a very beautiful woman. No, no yeah. denying that. It was some, someone else asked me, and they were actually serious. Um, it was someone that, that they, you know, they love the movies and they really like this one, but they love the movies in general, but they're not big comic book people. And they were like, wait, does the Black Widow have like a healing factor? Because like, you know, she's taking, I'm like, no, she doesn't have a healing factor. I said, she's got the same healing factor that every guy has in every action movie, which is I get injured. I suffer it for a moment. And then suddenly I'm running around barely injured. <laughs> you know? Adre- adrenaline's no joke. Adrenaline's you know? no joke. Um, but yeah, I was, so somebody, because I was like, are you seriously asking me that question? <laughs> you know? you know what it was? I wish I was there for that. What, what it was is that actually um, at, the, at the beginning of the movie, you probably didn't notice it. Um, Black Widow pulls out a controller and she puts in the cheat code to turn off environmental damage. Oh, oh gosh. She could probably do that. <laughs> Oh, oh, you know, it's just I'm that's sorry. why when she oh. fell and she hit herself like six times on the way down, and then oh she my landed gosh, on yeah. her feet, and she was I, fine. I, I was waiting for her to pass Homer Simpson on that fall. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't. What was it? What Mike? He would have been like, don't, don't. Scarlett Johansson, don't, don't. <laughs> um, I was about to say like the one thing that's interesting is um, and I guess they knew they were filming it this way, and I guess he took advantage of it, or maybe they intentionally filmed it this way to take advantage of it. David Harbor. Okay, um, they were they filmed all the family stuff, the, the beginning scene of him, you know, before they, mm-hmm. you know, reveal themselves to be sleeper agents and leave the country. That was filmed last, dead last. He lost 60 pounds oh, to wow. film it. That is still him. That's not one of those CGI things. That's wow. not regressive. That's not another actor. That's actually him. He lost 60 pounds over the course of the film to do that scene. <laughs> you know. Wow! Hey, that, that's being effective. The good, good stuff. I mean, yeah. Because at first, because when I saw that, I was like, I'm like, that can't have been him. But then I'm like, it didn't look unnatural. Like, you know what I mean? I kept when I when I'm watching because I'm like, I know what Bowdy looks like, and I'm like, I'm like, he's in good shape. He looks and it looks real. This doesn't look like that weird CGI <laughs> movement or anything like that. And then when I read about it, I was like, oh, good for him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. He's no stranger for that because when he did Hellboy, he got into really good shape to do Hellboy. Cause that was all him. Too bad. Too bad the script wasn't in good shape. Oh my god, yeah. that script. Where's my boom boom? That was really good right there. That was. I wasn't even trying. Uh, hey, like you weren't trying to press that cue. Um, <laughs> all right. Is there anything else we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings? Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Right, cool. Okay. So renaming the film, Ralph. You want to go first, or shall I? You can go first. All right. I'm gonna call it Black Widow. Harvey Weinstein, you're next. <laughs> just say I'm, I'm watching Drake off and I'm like, this just feels oddly like, I don't know. I don't know. What's just your me. name? Harvey Drake. I just, just Drake off. Just Drake off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ralph. Uh, Black Widow's Web. It's all about family. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Black Widow's Web. It's all about family. Why don't you say it like Vin Diesel? It's all about family. You do anything when you got family. <laughs> oh, God. I don't that know why seem too clear for Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the best of Stallone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mike, what you got? I'd rename this Whittle Me This, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Whittle Me This. <laughs> All right. So let's do it. Ratings for the Black Widow movie. Ralph? I give Black Widow nine out of ten. You're such a poser. 
<laughs> I give Black Widow eight and a half bad Russian accents out of ten. Nice. Mike? Uh, I give it nine. I fought Captain America in 1984 out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he still frozen then? You calling me a liar? Yes. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's the thing too. Like, unless he's, because they, they were saying that in the script, that the script writer was saying that, like, he's not lying. Not saying that, that he fought actually Captain America, but he believes what he's saying. But it's like, all right, well, if you believe it, who did you fight exactly? Because he evidently was around and fighting. It's like, but who were you fighting? <laughs> he was fighting Isaiah. No, because Isaiah wasn't doing that anymore. Remember, he was in jail for too many years. Oh, well. Yeah, that's and that, and also he would remember the guy being black versus who he sees on TV. He kind of rem- noticed that. He's listen, sure. he, he doesn't see color, man. He's not racist. Wow. <laughs> on that note, there you have it. Black Widow. Better than what we thought. You can catch it on um Disney Plus or catch it in theaters, hopefully. But everybody, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. <laughs> Geeks on the go. Now more posers. <laughs> now more posers. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think you'd go there, but okay. Well done. All right. You, you guys are such posers. Every time you drop down from the ceiling, it's always posing. It's true. <laughs> when I drop down from the ceiling, it's it's like it's like a dead fish. Bro. <laughs> I have arms and legs and I just have no coordination. Pop. There goes the cap. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here's one thing I don't flop at this segment. Because I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. We make it under a minute every now and again. I can't blame Ralph for um, being a hater recently because he's kind of toned it down. But I feel like somebody's going to screw me over. So I'm not going to be surprised. It could just be part of my big plan to uh, lower your uh, defenses defenses, and then you know come in for the kill. Oh my goodness! If, you, if part of your plan was boring me to death with your pausing, you'd win. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, stop! Okay, ready, set, go. If you could replace the main villain in Black Widow, which Marvel comic villain do you see as a good fit, Mike? If they hadn't done a great job in Jessica Jones, I'd say the Purple Man. Oh wow, that would have been great, Ralph. You know, I didn't have any villain whatsoever. But now hearing Mike say the Purple Man, especially if it was played by David Tennant, 100%. I agree. Which was a better solo female film, Black Widow or Captain Marvel? Ralph. I mean, there's no contest, Black Widow. All right. Mike. Black Widow for the same reason Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU. Ah, that's very true. And Valentina Allegra de De Fontaine seems like an interesting character so far. Yay or nay? Ralph. You spelled Fontaine wrong, by the way. Uh... And there's, you know, time I read it. And, and there's not really any like good way to judge her. I mean, we've only had like two scenes with yes her. Yes or no, yay or nay. Maybe. I don't know. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph screws me over yeah. again. <laughs> um, I say, oh, hell yeah. But first of all, she's a Contessa, and you left that out. And second, you know she's already killed Kramer and George Constanza. You know she has. <laughs> you know she has. <laughs> That's I why guess, she's in such a good mood. I guess I threw it out because I'm like, okay, you know, she's kind of eccentric and, you know, like just kind of off the wall kind of character. But I'm like, is she really interesting or are we just happy that it's Julie Louise Dreyfus? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, she's interesting in her um, enigmaticness. I mean, we don't know what she's up to, but she seems to be playing against the heroes, but along with the heroes. So, you know, she's up to something. There's a long game there. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. And that's why I, I, I'm enjoying her. Cause I mean, she's also playing her so well that you don't mind the ride. Cause like sometimes you get people that are just trying to be mysterious and you're like, stop. We all have those friends in life. You're not interesting. Stop being mysterious. Just tell me what you want. Exactly. You know, but right. she is extremely interesting in, in her delivery. So you're like, yeah, I'm afraid of you, <laughs> you know? Just I'm afraid of you. <laughs> what, I don't know how else to put it. What I get from the characters, like, she, you can tell she has this sense of freedom, whereas like I'm untouchable is is what she portrays. You know, so just just mm-hmm. that the way that she shows us that is very interesting. Because now you're right. thinking like, like is she a villain? But is she trying to help as well? I don't know. But the way that she's acting, it makes it seem like, 
you know, no one's going to be able to stop her. Oh. Well, uh, at I'm, the same time, though, when you get people like that, you also know she has a boss. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so makes you worry even more about that person. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, if with, if with she's acting the, this way, then that right. boss must be like, I'm a god. Yeah. What's up? One one word that I give, because we already seen who she's enlisted so far, has interest in so far. Mm-hmm. Thunderbolts. It feels like that's what it's setting up yeah. for. Could be. I mean, it definitely could be. Well, yeah. well look, a, a, a new Black Widow mm-hmm. and a new Captain America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, she could be setting up something along that line. And that would be a very interesting thing to see if they would go that way and how they would work that. Listen, um, you know. If we get a Red Hulk, I need to see Devil <sighs> Dinosaur. I don't want to see a Red Hulk. I mean, you know, we finally saw um, Thaddeus for the first time in ages. But I'm like, I don't want a Red Hulk. I, I just... I hate that character. It's just the stupidest thing in the world. I want I listen, I just want to put it out there into the ether. Hopefully it gets done. I want to see a live action uh like Team Hulk movie with A Bomb. No, Red God, Hulk and no. Oh Lord, Hulk. no. And, that, and that's all together. And that's the other thing too. Like if they did do a Red Hulk, even with them doing She Hulk, like are you really gonna bring in, you know, Mark Ruffalo? I mean, like I mean, not that he he's above doing it, but it's just it feels like they're kind of done with him as, you know. A character and an actor so it's like because no matter how strong they may i mean unless they really weaken the red hulk she would not be able to physically handle the red hulk you know right, right. um unless unless they give her an incredible power boost you know yeah, yeah well i mean there's a lot of different directions it can go i mean right now the possibilities are opening up and yeah it's a it's a pretty exciting time right now especially out of the pandemic where last year around this time we were scrapping for things to watch and you know now it's like now we're being hit over the head with an yeah. overabundance of things and things, yeah. you know, just in the queue, ready to go. I'm, I mean, I'm saying it could work because you got Professor Hulk now, so it could be like, yeah, know, it'd be but more. Do you I, want it? But do you want it? I, no, do. I mean, I, I don't do want Professor so Hulk. Badly. I really don't. I mean, I'm curious to see how they're going to do because I mean, you would imagine he's at least going to show up for She-Hulk right. at some point. You imagine? Right. I mean, unless they do like an off-screen, how she got her abilities. You know what I mean? That's possible. Um, then you're like they did like with the uh incredible hulk when um what they when were doing Nor- when norton you know did his version they just did a montage of and this is how he got his power <laughs> you know they wouldn't do like uh like <laughs> uh, the, the the way they did in the in the comics with the blood transfusion um that's probably how it would go i mean that's how it happened in the comics i don't i i can't imagine they go any more scientific than that like it's it, it anything else would just seem excessive like why are you in that chair in a laboratory and got exposed to blank, 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 blank? Like, you know, it just seems like a really far way to go just to give her a power. Right. It's like, wait, Absolutely. Yeah, aren't you a lawyer? So what are you doing in a science lab? <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, shout outs. Do we have any shout outs for this show? I would like to shout out uh, the cap right there. It was his birthday back in June. I think we mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to Disney now sometime in the future. So when you're there... Think about me and bring me back a souvenir. I got you guys. I got just let me know what it is and I got you. Mike got mouse ears. I don't know if his forehead could fit one of those kind of mouse <laughs> ears. We'll try it. I'm hoping they have Velcro or laces or something. <laughs> bring me Goofy's foot. <laughs> and Walt and Walt Disney's frozen head. And MFG as Rocket Raccoon. And, and, and he also wants Mickey's tail. Right. <laughs> don't ask questions i just need these things <laughs> ralph I, I got you for the souvenir all right mike any shout outs oh evidently i don't get a souvenir now you, i told works. you you're getting your mouth here bro holy hell uh my shout out you, uh uh pluto's foot because he thinks it's goofy there you go <laughs> i'd be very mad about that <laughs> mike what was the shout outs shout outs um i would definitely say since it was brought up for no reason at all i'm shouting out ed brubaker because I just love his writing. Um, <laughs> other than that, shouting out all the, the usuals, all those people that I do and do not know. Write to us. Say something. Make me know who you are. Don't send me Goofy's foot. I only need one. Wow. <laughs> this, just, this, just got, this took a dark turn. My goodness. <laughs> well, I'm going to shout out the usual suspects. I mean, I'm going to shout out Johannes and Tinkerbell Johannes. in South Carolina. And shout out Ruben, not that he listens. And Ruben! Koopa, Mr. Koopa, who listens once in a while. And Hipster Tom and Killer Kev. Koopa, and, Tom. And um, let me see. Um, Joe the Intern <laughs> and Big Troy. and that Intern I mean, better be tallying it up your damn scores. Oh, please. He, he's behind. Later. Right. <laughs> and also, um, you know, all the new listeners that are checking us out. I mean, shout out to Tetris Goddess, who's been listening and like, you know, critiquing me on stuff. She's like, do you always stutter? I'm like, 
<sighs> you just getting to know me, huh? <laughs> TG. 197 he, episodes later, yes. He stutters and he pops his peas. Wow. That just sounds not sexual at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what doesn't sound sexual? Uh, you taking Goofy's foot. Wow. <laughs> hey, Cap, what are you doing there with that machete? <laughs> Don't get so close. Oh, no. Wow. Uh -huh. You know, you know what sounds really sexual? Me saying this. I think we're done. So for <laughs> MFG, the guy we know is Mike, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky. See you guys next time.